Jaya Gopi Jaina Vallabha Girivaradhare Yashodhanandana Prajajanaranjana Yashodhanandana Brajajanaranjana Yamunathiravanachare Yamunathiravanachare Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhare Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhare Yashodhanandana Brajajanaranjana Yashodhanandana Brajajanaranjana Yamunathiravanachare Yamunathiravanachare Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadada Shri Vasade Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, 
हरे रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा जय राधा वल्लभ राधा वल्लभ राज जय राधे जय राधे जय राधे जय श्री राधे जय जगन्नाथा जय जगन्नाथा जय बलदेवा जय सुभद्रा देवी जय गौरनिताय 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 जय गौरनिताय जय प्रभुपादा 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 जय प्रभुपादा जय भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपादा भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपादा निताय गौर हरे बोल हरे बोल हरे बोल नेताय गौर हरे बोल नेताय गौर हरे बोल हरे बोल हरे बोल नेताय गौर हरे बोल गौर प्रेमनंदी जय ओम विष्णुपदाय परमहंस परिव्राक्राचार्य अस्तोतर अभयचरनारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शीला प्रभुपादा की जय इस्कॉन फाउंडर आचार्य जगद्गुरु शीला प्रभुपादा की जय श्री 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 जगन्नाथ बलदेव सुभद्रा हमारानी की जय श्री 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 गौर निताई की जय श्री 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 राधा बल्ल भगवान की जय श्री नरसिंह भगवान की जय All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Shri Shri Guru and Gauranga.
Today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 7th canto, 5th chapter, title Prahalada, the saintly son of Hiranyakashapu. Text number 20. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Padayo patitam balam Padayo patitam balam Prati nandiasi sasuraha Prati nandiasi sasuraha Parisvajya chiram dorbyam Parisvajya chiram dorbyam Paramam apanirvitam Paramam apanirvitam Padayopatitam balam Padayopatitam balam Prati nandiyashi sasuraha Prati nandiyashi sasuraha Parisvajya chiram dorbyam Parisvajya chiram dorbyam Paramam apa nirvitam Paramam apa nirvitam Patitam balam Prati nandiyasi sasuraha Parisvajya chiram dorbyam Patinanandasya suraham Parisraja chiram dorbam Paramam apanirvitam Padayo patitam balam Parisvajya chiram dorbyam 
ಪರಮಾಮಪನಿರ್ಮಿತಂ ಪ್ರತಿನಂದ್ಯಾಶಿಶಾಸುರ ಪರಮಾಪನಿರ್ಮಿತಿ ವರ್ಡ್ ಟು ವರ್ಡ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಪಾದಯೋ ಅಟ್ ದ ಫೀಟ್ ಪತಿತಂ ಫೌಲನ್ ಬಾಲಂ ದ ಬಾಯ್ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಪ್ರತಿನಂದ್ಯ encouraging asisa with blessing my dear child may you live long and be happy and so on asura the demon hiranyakashipu parisvraja embracing chiram for a long time due to affection dobyam with his two arms paramam great apa obtained nirvitam jubilation <coughs> translation only by shila prabhupada when hiranyakashipu saw that his child had fallen at his feet and was offering obeisances as an affectionate father he immediately began showering blessings upon the child and embraced him with both arms a father naturally feels happy to embrace his son and hiranyakashipu became verily happy in this way hari bol if you want to talk go outside and talk yeah okay now we are moving to text 21 we see the translation here <coughs> narada muni continued my dear king yudhishthira hiranyakashipu seated prahlad maharaj on his lap and began began smelling his head with affectionate tears gliding down from his eyes and moistening the child's smiling face he spoke to his son as follows there is a one line purport by shila prabhupada if a child or a disciple falls at the feet of the father or spiritual master the superior response 
by smelling the head of the subordinate. We move to text number 22, translation. Hiranyakashipu said, My dear Prahlada, Oh, long-lived one, for so much time, you have heard many things from your teachers. Now, please repeat to me whatever you think is the best of that knowledge. Hiranyakashipu is asking a question. Purport. Very short and sweet purport by Srila Prabhupada. <clears throat> so please listen attentively. In this verse, Hiranyakashipu inquires from his son what he has learnt from his guru. Prahlad Maharaj gurus were of two kinds. Sanda and Amarka, the sons of Sukracharya in the seminal disciplic succession were the gurus appointed by his father. But his other guru was the exalted Narada Muni, who had instructed Prahlad Maharaj when Prahlad Maharaj was within the womb of his, of his mother. Prahlad Maharaj responded to the inquiry of his father with the instruction he had received from his spiritual mother, spiritual master Narada. Thus, there was again a difference of opinion because Prahlad Maharaj wanted to relate the best thing he had learned from the spiritual master, whereas Hiranyakashipu expected to hear about the politics and diplomacy which Prahlad Maharaj had learned from Sanda Namarka. Now, the dissension, conflict between the father and the son became increasingly intense as Prahlad Maharaj began to say what he has learned from his guru, from his guru, Om Ajnana Timarandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Ena Tasmai Shri Guruvena Shri Chaitanya Vanopistam Stapitam Ena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahim Dadati Svapadantikam Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita, Gadadar, Shiva Sadi, Gaura Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. So we'll put this verse into the context. So we have gone to the verse number 20. So let us see what is happening. Yeah, from verse number 1 to 19 onwards. So that is a recap for us. We can pick up the thread from where we are left so that we know what's going on. Yes? Okay? So, the chapter begins with Hiranyakashipu is picking up Sukracharya as a priest. And Sukracharya had two sons. What are the names of the sons of Sukracharya? Sanda Namarka. Sanda Namarka. So Hiranyakashipu thought, 
let me put the sons of Sukracharya next to my palace and start a school. And Hiranyakashipu wants his son Pralada to go to the school which is run by Sanda and Amarka. So at school, Pralad Maharaja was taught the philosophy of politics and what was it? Economics. Yeah? About dealing with money and all that. But Prahlad Maharaj, being a pure devotee, was not at all interested. What was his interest, Prahlad Maharaj's interest? Computer games? <laughs> Video games? No. What was Prahlad Maharaj's interest? To always talk and think about Krishna. This is what he wanted. How old was Prahlad Maharaj? Anyone here who is five years old? Okay, let's start. Okay, so five years always thinking of Krishna. So, at school, Sanda and Amarka taught all this politics. Why did Prahlad Maharaj did not like this subject? This politics and economics. What is the reason? Correct, correct. So, Sivya has been very attentive for all the Bhagavatam classes and therefore we can see the response coming out. So, in the material realm, because it's a material subject, hmm, economics, politics, computers, all this, all accountancy, all these are material subjects where always there is duality. There's a difference between friend and enemy, good and bad. I like you, I don't like you. See, there's always a differentiation on the metal platform. Therefore, the platform is duality. But in Krishna consciousness, it's an absolute platform where there is no duality. Hmm? So, Sanda Namarka, they taught all this philosophy, but Prahlad Maharaj was not interested. So, they brought him back. When they brought Prahlad Maharaj back from the school by Sanda and Amarka, the teachers, we saw that last time, that was verse number four. They brought back. So Hiranyakashipu, at that time, he took Prahlad Maharaj, made him sit on his lap, and then asked, Oh, Prahlada, my dear son, what did you learn from your teachers? We discussed that last time. When I gave the class again, it was on the lab. So we discussed the laptop problems. Yeah? So he discussed, he, he put his son on the lab, and Pranath Maharaj asked, Son, what did you learn from the school? So Pralad Maharaj, the reply Pralad Maharaj gave in verse number five was a little bit harsh, okay? What he said was, Daddy, don't be attached to the dark materialistic life. Take retirement. Go to forest. Very simple three instructions. But from verse number 6 to 19, which we are going to discuss now quickly, is what happens is immediately the verse after, which is verse number 6, Hiranyakashipu did not expect this answer. Come on, you are asking me to retire life? I did 100 years of 
celestial uh, austerity, celestial's austerity to gain this power. You want me to give that in a minute and go to forest? No, he did not like the answer. He was a bit disturbed and angry, but he thought, fine, my son is a small boy, five-year-old boy, so he might have been contaminated by his schoolmates. Someone would have contaminated, no? some Vaishnava, like you people, have contaminated. And therefore, it's okay. And then he instructed Sanda and Amarka, beware. I am asking you to take him back and teach him properly. Next time when he comes to me, he should know all the knowledge about science, political science and economics. He should be a good Chatriya ruler from the demonic race. Hmm? Now naturally, we can understand Siranyakashipu's frustration because Sanda and Amarka were the guardians of the small child, okay? So when something goes wrong, you catch the parents or the guardians, which happens in the school anyway. So therefore, the responsibility lies on Sanda and Amarka. So they thought, yes, I am going to take them back and Prahlad, yes, this time we'll make sure that we will teach him enough material knowledge so that I will get a good name from Hiranyakashipu. Yeah? So they took him back, they threatened and chastised Prahlad Maharaj. Come on, this is what he should do and all that. But Prahlad Maharaj did not bother. He listened, but in the mind he was constantly meditating on Lord Vishnu. But Sanda and Amarka, at one point, they thought, okay, we have thought, like these guys, okay? When we are talking Bhagavadam, they look at us like very open eyes and listen. But nothing is going there, talking between the friends. It should not be like that. But Prahlad Maharaj was inattentive because he was thinking about Krishna. But in the Bhagavadam class, you are inattentive because you are not thinking of Krishna. That's the difference. Yes? So Prahlad Maharaj was inattentive because in the mind was constantly Vishnu Smaranam. Thinking. So when the teacher spoke to him about the political science and other material studies, nothing was entering because he was thinking of the Lord. But the teachers thought, yes, we have taken him enough lessons, enough overtime classes. Now he is ready. Let us present himself to Praladma, to Hiranyakashipu, and then we will get a reward. Okay? So with that intention, they came back on, back to Hiranyakashipu's palace. So, verse number up to 19. So 20, what happens? Kayadu, on that particular day, gave a nice bath to Hiranyakashipu, well-dressed, because he's a prince. Understand, he's a prince. So well-dressed. And he presented before Hiranyakashipu. Verse number 19. So verse number 19, uh, Prahlad Maharaj came, he offered, you know, his obeisances, his fall at the feet of Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu was very happy. Yes, at last my son is going to follow my instruction. That's what he thought. Then in verse number 20, which we read, what happens? Hiranyakashipu affectionately took his son and put on the lap. 22. 
Hiranyakashipu is asking the same question which he has asked in verse number four. Same question is repeating, Hiranyakashipu. So verse number four and verse number 22 is almost similar. So he's asking Prahlad Maharaj again, Prahlad, what did you learn? What's the best knowledge you have learned from your teachers? He asked that. And Prahlad Maharaj is going to give the answer tomorrow. You have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah? Which is verse number 23 and 24. I'm not going to talk about that. Okay? Let the Bhagavadam speaker present that. It's a wonderful verse which is going to talk. Now, in the purport, Srila Prabhupada discusses a few things. What is that he's discussing? He's saying, Prahlad Maharaj had two gurus. One is a material teacher, guru, material guru. Another one is a spiritual master, the real guru. One is for the body, another is for the soul. When Hiranyakashipu asked Prahlad Maharaj, what have you learned? Prahlad Maharaj is thinking something. Hiranyakashipu is also thinking something. Hiranyakashipu was expecting an answer. Yes, because he has sent him to the material education. So Hiran, uh, Prahlad Maharaj will reply him back, saying that, oh, I've learned this material science. I'll be a good ruler. I'll be a, a, the best of the be demonic race and all that. But Prahlad Maharaj want... Uh, so, in other words, Hiranyakashipu was expecting an answer which Prahlad has learned from the material guru. But Prahlad is always thinking of his exalted Guru Narada. So Prahlad's reply will be in line with Narada's instruction. Yes? Why will Prahlad talk about material science? So therefore, the reply which Prahlad is going to give tomorrow will be in line with the Narada Muni's instruction. But Hiranyakashibu was expecting a response from Sandha Namarka. But Prahlad Maharaj is going to give a reply based on his exalted Guru Narada Muni. Okay? Now, in verse number 5, please observe this line, okay, how it is proceeding. It will be good as the chapter unwinds itself. It will be very nice to follow this. Now, in chapter, in verse number 5, Prahlad Maharaj is opening out. Already he has spoken to his dad. What did he say? Don't be attached to the materialistic life. Take retirement. Go to forest. Simple instruction. Yeah? Again, that was verse number 4, Hiranyakashipu asked a question, Prahlad Maharaj gave the reply. In verse number 22 also he is asking the question, Prahlad Maharaj is going to give a reply, 23 and 24, tomorrow. Okay? So, let us see how Prahlad Maharaj was thinking before he gave the first answer. And we will also think, we will also talk about what Prahlad Maharaj is going to think. Huh? based on his, go his answer tomorrow. Yeah? What are the things he is thinking about? Okay? So, first is, Prahlad Maharaj knew a few things already before answering verse number 5. Yeah? Before giving the answer to Hiranyakashipu, he already knew a few things. What did he knew? What did Prahlad Maharaj knew? before giving answer. 
Anyone would like to share? Prahlad Maharaj knew that his father was envious towards Lord Vishnu because Lord Vishnu killed his twin brother Hiranyaksha. And therefore, Hiranyakashipu wanted to take revenge on Lord Vishnu. And so he knew that his father is against Lord Vishnu. One, before talking. See? So how intelligent Prahlad Maharaj is, we are going to see a few aspects, okay? And then second thing, what did he, what did he know? What did he knew? What he knew about Hiranyakashipu before, before giving a reply? This is... On verse number 5 I'm talking, not 20 and 22, 22 and 23, sorry. Before, the first time when he replied, he knew that Hiranyakashipu was such a powerful demon. He is a king of the demons. And everything, everyone he was controlling, including demigods, except Lord Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, all were under his control. He knew that. He was not dumb, okay? He was not foolish, Prahlad Maharaj. Very, very sharp intelligence. Five-year-old boy, because of his devotion service. Look at the intelligence of Prahlad Maharaj, okay? Very, very intelligent. Pure Uttama Bhakta, exalted devotee of the Lord. So, he knew that Hiranyakashipu was very powerful and he can do anything because except Lord Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, everyone literally were under his control. He knew that. And what else did you know? First time when he speak, what else did he knew? He also knew exactly because his father has sent him to Sandan Amarka, he knew exactly what his father wants to answer. When someone sends to Melbourne High School, do they expect devotion service in that school? They want marks for the chant so that they'll get, you know, Go to university. Yeah? If you send your son to Melbourne High, do you ask your son, oh, what did they teach about devotional service today? Huh? You know, they want marks. So, Hiranyakashipu has sent Pralad Maharaj to Melbourne High. So, he's expecting marks, credential. How much distinction you got? Political science. What is your grade? Did you get high distinction? Can you go to Melbourne Uni? Hmm? This is what Hiranyakashipu wrote. But Prahlad Maharaj knew that my daddy has sent to a material school. Therefore, he's expecting material answer. But Prahlad Maharaj did not give the material answer. What did he give in chapter, in verse number 5? Yeah. You act as a soul. You are acting as a body, under body. You should act. So therefore, don't be attached to material thing. Take retirement, go to forest, go to Brindavan especially, very good, where Lord is there. Okay, so these are the things he knew. And he spoke. Now second time also, this is for, again for the tomorrow speaker, he's going to talk, and he's going to talk about devotion service only, because he already prepared his mind. Okay, he's going to talk about devotion service, because you cannot expect any material answer from Prahlad Maharaj. He's going to talk about devotion service, obvious. First time, second time, maybe fifth time also. Whichever lap Hiranyakashibu changes, he's going to get the same answer. He may put on the right lap and then left lap and right. Answer will be the same, devotion service. Yeah? So, 
Prahlad Maharaj has already decided, second time also. Although he knew that there will be conflict. See? Although he knew that there will be conflict between father and son. He knew. And his answer could have been little bit okay, you know, little bit what you call flexible. For example, any, he would have said some material thing to, Prahla, uh, to Hiranyakashipu to keep him cool. And he could have continued his teaching with his schoolmates. Anyways, going back to the school. With the schoolmates, he should have continued He could have, I'm just saying. He could have continued devotion service by preaching to the schoolmates. And with Hiranyakashipu, he could have been diplomatic. But no, he did not. He was very strong in presenting Krishna consciousness. Just like our founder, Acharya. Very strong. Hmm? So now, let us see. Why did Prahlad Maharaj chose to speak also second time? Because we know the answer, we are not discussing the answer, but we are, we are discussing now why Prahlad Maharaj again chose to be against his father's thought or decision or his father's uh, 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 expectation. Why? Again second time he's going to do that. Tomorrow he's going to do that. Why? What's the reason? There are a couple of reasons. So anyone wants to share? He knew that there is a conflict, yeah? But again, he's going to tell his father about devotion service, which his father did not want to hear. His nature is spiritual. He's a devotee. Automatically, he talks only spiritual things, okay? You talk to Jade Prabhu, he's not going to talk anything material. <laughs> the moment he speaks out, only you know about books he will say. Which books you are buying? What is that? You know, that is the nature of a devotee. Okay? So, guys, it's okay. I told you to be silent because you are talking. But doesn't mean that I did not tell you not to answer the questions, right? <laughs> you can answer the questions. I said, don't talk when the class is on. But when you are asked to answer, you can answer. Why did again, second time also Prahlad chose to answer, give a spiritual answer to his father, who is a materialistic demon? Because um, he's always thinking about Krishna and his spiritual teaching, harmony of important, that's why he's saying that. But what is your spiritual teacher? <coughs> Who's his spiritual teacher? Very good. That is okay. So, the first thing what I was thinking is, Prahlad had lot of brothers, okay? How many brothers Prahlad had? Totally there are four sons. So including Prahlad four, that means Prahlad had three other sons. Emma, sorry, my apologies. <laughs> Prahlad had three other brothers. But among all the brothers, Prahlad Maharaj is very much affectionate to his father Eranyakashipu. He loved his father so much. And therefore, the best thing one can give to a person is Krishna. If you like someone, if you love someone, what is the best thing you can give? Can you go and give him a Meyer set for $200? They use it for six months and then they throw it out. So the best thing one can give it to others. Is Krishna in the form of his name? 
in the form of the prashadam, in the name of knowledge. So, because Prahlad Maharaj loved his father so much, he wants to give Krishna conscious. So that's the first reason. The second reason is, first time in verse number 5, when Prahlad Maharaj gave a spiritual reply to his father's material question, the father did not take him very seriously. He said, oh, <laughs> my child, someone would have contaminated you. You are mixing with all, you know, Haigriva and others. <laughs> so, Krishna and Haigriva, so it's not good for you. Just go to a guy who is learning in Melbourne High School. You know, Melbourne Uni. Don't mix with the temple devotees attending Srimad Bhagavatam. Yeah? So, his dad thought some other Vaishnava is coming and contaminating. So don't take it. He did not take uh, Prahlad Maharaj seriously. But Prahlad Maharaj is a strong preacher. So he said, first time when I preached to my father, he took it very lightly. Second time, I am going to be a hardcore preacher. <laughs> ha. Let us see. Directly, first time, indirectly I said, take Vanaprastha, go and all that. He did not listen. My dad is foolish. <laughs> Second time, I am going to give a punch. And he cakes because I'm going to talk directly about Lord Vishnu. Let us see, you know, it's because he is a pure devotee. Prahlad, like Srila Prabhupada, did not fear. America means, you know, you know, he did not mind actually. It's cold, it doesn't matter. Russia, Krishna consciousness, we'll go. That's what Srila Prabhupada. I'm going to teach Krishna consciousness, okay? Like that. Then, third reason. Very important reason for all devotees is that Krishna wanted him. Krishna organized. Being a pure devotee, the Lord will have loving exchanges with the devotees. Yeah, very pure devotees. Not with a neophyte like me or like us. I cannot say you, like me. So the Lord arranges to have a beautiful, pleasant dealing with his pure devotees. He does not mind, okay, driving a chariot for a pure devotee or taking the shoes of his father for a pure devotee. He doesn't mind. That is Lord's mode. Now, so the question arises, why Prahlad Maharaj, pure devotee, the Lord uses him only? Why? Why not other devotees? Yeah? Why Prahlad Maharaj, pure devotees, Lord is so, you know, affectionate So, Acharyas, they give an answer. What is that? Only Uttama Adhikaris are sanctioned by the Lord to deal with the envious people. Okay, now based on this point, I have to uh, draw your attention to the nectar of instruction. Hmm? In the Nectar of Instruction, text number 5, he talks about three kinds of devotees. Yeah? See, we have what are the three kinds of devotees? Three kinds of devotees, you should know. That, no? It starts with Kanishta. You know? Very good. So, text number 5 of Nectar of Instruction talks about, yeah? How many types of devotees? Three types of devotees. Kanishta, Madhyama and Uttama. 
Now this Kanishna devotees, it is classified as materialistic, Prakrita devotee, because they'll come to the temple, they worship Radha Ballaba, please, you know, give me, I want good money and all that, and then they go away. They don't make friends with the devotees, and therefore Bhagavatam condemns them. It's not a good type of devotees, but although they come under the classification of devotees, yeah? This is known as Kanishta. They don't form, they don't talk and be friendly with the devotees, which is very important for spiritual life. You just come, hello, hello, Haribo. This is Kanishta level. <laughs> yeah, see, we are, we are allowed to smile and laugh, that's okay. But only talking is a problem during class, yeah? So, the second category, which is Madhyama, what they do, that's a higher level than Kanishta, than Neophyte, because they are middle, a higher level. So, we are all practicing, hopefully we can say, Madhyama. So, what is our role? When we come to the temple, we worship the Lord, and we also make devotees. One of the salient features of the Madhyama is that he is, with his knowledge, is able to differentiate between ignorant and envious. Hmm? So this, this kind of people, these kind of people, very good for preaching, I'll use them and make them devotees. Oh, these categories of people, they're envious, I don't deal with them. And the Lord does not want Madhyama to deal with the envious people. So our role is not to deal with envious people, very strictly. This is what the Lord wants. If someone wants to try, let them try. But this is the Lord's uh, prerogative. Yeah? So he doesn't want Madhyama to deal with envious people. And therefore, the Lord has made one more class of people, which is Uttama, highest, pure devotees. Class, unalloyed devotees. Srila Prabhupada says every time, right? Unalloyed. These devotees, Lord has sanctioned them. You go and talk to the envious people and make. Haridas Sakur, dealing with envious people. Prahlad Maharaj, envious people. This is how the Lord wants. Envious people, yeah? So, the Madhyama, they have, to be, they have to keep away from the envious people. They can preach to the innocent and people who are favorable to Krishna conscious. Only the Uttama Adhikari deal with the envious people. We can see through Chaitanya Charitamrita also. That Uttama Adhikari only will deal. And if someone is dealing with the envious people, that means he is a Uttama Adhikari. Srila Prabhupada, when he went, initial stages, you know, all are envious. They stole the typewriter also. What to speak of that? But he was envious kind. This is what a Uttam Adhikar can do. We cannot imitate. So please understand this point. We are not trying to degrade. This is a point. Very difficult. Only the, the Lord has sanctioned them to deal. And therefore, Pralad Maharaj being a pure devotee, he, he will deal with the envious people. Therefore, the Lord wanted Prahlad Maharaj to deal with Hiranyakashipu, who is envious of the Lord. Yes. Yes. So that is what has happened here. Now, we'll just look into a particular example, how this en uh, the pure devotees of the Lord, they are so bold, fearless, especially the Spiritual master of Prahlad Maharaj, Prahlad Maharaj is so fearless, bold. The spiritual master of Prahlad Maharaj, Narada Muni, how bold he is. So, let us cite one example, where we can understand 
this uh, pure devotee's boldness, something like Srila Prabhupada also, yeah? But we are just looking into Srimad Bhagavatam. Narada Muni is known to liberate pers great personalities in Bhagavatam. Throughout Bhagavatam, Narada Muni has liberated left and right all the great personalities. He has liberated the whole family of Soyambhuva Manu. Soyambhuva Manu, the whole Bhagavatam talks about it. The whole family of Soyambhuva Manu. So Soyambhuva Manu, what does this family consist of? How many children? Haigriva, Soyambhuva Manu. Families consist of how many children? Krishna, how many children? You are listening to Bhagavadam. Sri Hari. Now the question is escalated, it's going to an adult. Five. Correct. Who are the persons, Prabhu? Do you know? Yes, Prabhu. Please say. Priyavarta, Uttanapada. Elder brother, younger brother. And then? Three daughters. Akuti. Three daughters and two sons. Narada Muni liberated all of them. Not only that, he gone into the lineage of Uttanapada, Dhruva Maharaj, and liberated. Not only that, the lineage of Dhruva Maharaj, who is Prachiniya Bari, who was engaged in all fruitive activities. Prachiniya Bari, what he will do? He will do one Vedic sacrifice. He will kill some animals for his own benefit. Immediately, he will start another Vedic ritual where he will sacrifice some innocent. Then he start like that. He kept on starting just for his for his own benefit, without knowing that this kind of sacrifice was doing, fruitive activity, is going to cause problems to him. But Narada Muni liberated him also. But with one person, Narada Muni faced a problem. Oh. Very good. Daksha, Narada Muni faced. He could not liberate him. But what I am going to tell you is, he was later at the end, but this is a small pastime where Narada Muni did not even care, you know, just like Srila Prabhupada in certain aspects. Okay, now, Daksha, second time, when Chakshus Manu, when he was born, yeah, second time, because his head was cut off, because he was very offensive towards Lord Shiva, and therefore his head was cut off, and he killed himself. And he did a lot of uh, sacrifice between uh, first Manu to fourth Manu, and the fifth Manu is again born as the same Daksha. When he was born, he produced, first time, how many children? Do anyone remember? 10,000, is it? Mm, I'm just trying to refer. First time, he produced a batch of 50,000. 50,000 batch, first batch released. When I was to be in pharmaceuticals, you know, when we used to make IDEX, my boss will say, what is today's target? Did you do 50,000? So I remembered that. 50,000 bottles should roll on. Otherwise, don't come to my office. When I go into the office, my boss knows. Today you produce 50,000. Yes, thank you. Yeah, okay, you can go. <laughs> we have got a target, you know, in the production. So 50,000 batches, batch of 50,000 
children can anyone produce here are we capable like daksha daksha 50000 children boys first hit okay now all the boys that they were known as haryasvas yeah first batch known as haryasvas narada muni liberated them 50000 he saw he told about devotion service and they are so very in the mode of goodness that immediately when narada muni gave the instruction he followed it we are so dull you know ignorance and passion no matter we talk, keep on talking bhagavatam every day but nothing is going into it so hard but for them you know straight away narada muni said krishna is a supreme personality of god take devotion service narada muni please give us a chanting beat initiate now once my gurumara said he looked at me and he said at the time i was not initiated hmm you know when he gives gurumara class you know how we look at person he looked at me he said and look i knew oh, it's from it's from me only <laughs> he said those days in the vedic times uh, a, a real aspirant you know a spiritual aspirant will come to the guru to take diksha again he looked at me and he said these days a guru is coming to the western country to give diksha but no one is coming forward <laughs> no one is interested in spiritual life they are all interested in material uh, anxieties yeah i am coming here to melbourne for people to get initiation but no one is interested like that openly he said in the class and then you know probably i have to change my decision <laughs> change my decision yes probably i should it's a good idea to get initiated no matter whether you follow or not so like that it happened so this is a grace so what happened daksha uh, narada muni first batch of 50000 he rebelled harius was then daksha was feeling bad then he said okay i am doing daksha was thinking i was doing this task for the satisfaction of lord vishnu because he's a prajapati daksha his is uh, uh, prescribed duties is to increase the progeny as given by lord vishnu so he did that and so he he thought okay i am also doing but okay narada muni what can we say he ignored it just like hiranyakashipu ignoring in verse number 5 then second time again daksha produced a batch of sivya how much did he produce 1000 that is known as sarias yes what is savalasvas savalasvas yeah they they produce a batch of 100 1000 sons this time also narada muni went and approach and he said listen your brothers are following devotion service you are not following in vedic times you know they follow the brothers like lakshman followed like that so they said yes yes they're doing they okay narada muni please give me more beats let me initiate and they also took up this time daksha was very upset this narada muni he's just you know i am also doing things you know for the worship of the lord for the instruction but narada muni is coming and disturbing my own prescribed duties so therefore he was very angry but what narada muni said see sometimes a devotee is angry what we do we look into the kitchen go don't look at it devotee will say then we'll go away because it will be hard to face the devotee but narada muni he has already upset daksha what he thought now daksha is very morose because he's lost his 60000 no 51000 sons 
So therefore, when someone is in distress, it's easy to preach. Narada Muni did not give up. He's a hardcore uh, uh, preacher. Just like Hiranyakashipu is a hardcore demon. Narada Muni is also against. So he said, this is a time when Daksha is feeling very much morose because he has lost his sons. I have taken him to Krishna consciousness. Therefore, it's a good time. So he went face to face to Daksha. And he said, Daksha, I know that you are feeling and all that. Daksha could not, you know, could not stand. And he said, you know, you have, you know, spoiled my prescribed duties. And therefore, I curse you that you do not have any residence throughout this universe. Narada Muni said, that's fine. He did not counter curse Daksha, which Narada Muni could have. So, that shows how bold. He was so envious, Daksha, at that time. But Narada Muni did not mind. But this one, why I am saying this is, only a pure devotee, exalted devotee of the Lord, can handle the envious people. It's not easy to handle. Srila Prabhupada, all the time, envious people were around him. Prabhu Prabhu might know better. Correct Prabhu? Always people were envious of him. But he was preaching. How? Because he was sanctioned by the Lord. We have to understand this point. If I am not sanctioned by the Lord to deal with the envious people, keep off. You may try, but keep off if it doesn't work out. Again and again trying is not there. For Uttama Adhikari, it's like a piece of cake. Just go, the preach, they become. We cannot imitate them. That's why there is a different classification within the spiritual life. And that's been discussed in Nectar of Instruction. Three levels. Neophyte, Madhyama, Uttamathikari. So we cannot imitate a Uttamathikari. So this is a problem. Now, second question. Okay. Why do the Lord place, see, such devotees like Prahlad Maharaj in a, such a precarious condition? Srila Prabhupada used to travel from Brindavan to Delhi in a bus, in that, uh, you know, that government buses, where he used to stand and go. A pure devotee standing for three hours. And not only that, in the Delhi he will go to the printing press and he will wait there. You sit down there, wait, we'll check and go. That printer will say, it's okay. Then he will give the proofreading. Give me within one hour if you want it. I can print otherwise, you know, it will be late. That fellow will say, because no money, no. People will try. He does, they don't know his spiritual capability. So Prabhupada will quickly go through all the pages. It is good, sir. Please print it out. So immediately they print it out. And then take the books back. Come to Delhi and distribute. Once because of that weather, he got a stroke. So why is Krishna folding his hands and allowing his pure devotee to get stroke and to, he could have gone and done it? Why? Why Krishna is folding his hands and uh, allowing Prahlad Maharaj to be, be tortured by Hiranyakashipu? Why is Krishna doing that? Is he doing it deliberately? So why the path of devotion service is a path of thorns? Why bhakti is so difficult? What's the reason? Why Prahlad Maharaj? Because he wanted to do devotion service, he has to go through all these hardships? Because the Lord wants only his pure devotees to set an example. Hmm? So, why is that? Okay, we discuss a small analogy. Okay? Say, a child has got a tumor. Tumor, somewhere in the body, some extra growth. And that is causing the child a lot of pain. And this tumor has to be operated upon by an experienced and expert doctor. 
As long as a tumor is there for the child, the child suffers, the parent also suffers. Because it gives pain to the parent as well. A loving parent, a loving father and mother, what will they do? They take the child to the doctor, get the treatment, plan operation and get the tumor out. Yes? Although the parents know that, yes, by performing an operation, their child will encounter some pain. But this pain will go away in the future. My child will be free of pain in the future. Although he has to undergo a small pain now. So a small pain is given so that the big pain is being taken away. What does a loving parent do? They do this. They take to the doctor and say, please operate. I know it is painful for me. I am suffering more pain when my child is suffering. But please get it operated. Out of love, they say to the doctor. But what about the parent who is not deep enough in love with the child? What will they do? An adopted father or a mother, stepmother, stepfather, what will they do? Oh, the child is crying. You know, and if the love is not deep enough, oh, the child is coming. Doctor, just okay, don't worry. We'll see next time and bring back the child. So which one is a loving father and mother? The first category or the second category? First category. First category. Although it gives pain to the parents because of the love, out of love, they want to give some, induce some pain to the child so that the pain is completely eradicated in the future. The same thing. It will be very painful for Krishna to see all the devotees suffering. But by giving, introducing a small token reaction as karma, what happens? Purification happens for the devotee. And therefore, the devotee is able to appreciate his purified state by the Lord. So, this is what the Lord does. And the Lord wants his pure devotees to receive. He wants to teach through his pure devotees. That is what the Lord wants. If the Lord wants, what can we say? We cannot say no. He wants to deal with the devotees and he wants his pure devotees to teach us in that way. And that is what is happening. That's what if you see all the exalted devotees, Pandavas. He wanted to teach for us purification. Just like you take a little bit of uh, suffering, so that everyone takes the Krishna conscious. So if the pure devotees does it, they don't care, they don't worry actually. Haridas Thakur, don't even marketplace is beaten. So if the pure devotees, see, all of them. In that case, we take an example from them and we learn. That's why we see in the case of all the Acharyas, the life is all filled with the difficult. It was not an easy path for Srila Prabhupada. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj. Once he was, you know, but the people were planning to kill him through the police. The police informed uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Gaudiya Mat that, listen, people are trying to, you know, kill your guru. Be careful. See, killing was so common. So envious people are. They are able to kill a saintly person, guru. This was a time, all the Acharyas. Did Krishna did not know that? He was closing his eyes. He knew, he helped. But they will be protected at the end. That's why. Nothing, no one can harm them. It apparently looks, yes, they are going through the pain. Someone is going to kill. But it will not be done. Ramanujacharya also, yeah? There was a plot by his own guru to kill him. Yes? <laughs> but he was successful like that. 
So we see that in happening in the uh, lives of uh, Acharya. So therefore, it is easier to hear the philosophy, but application is difficult in Krishna consciousness. Yeah, it'll be like an intellectual exercise for us. Oh, nice class, nice talk. Yeah, easy hearing. But putting it, living by the philosophy is difficult. But the pure devotees not only live, they preach also by giving knowledge. That is the qualification of pure devotees. Yeah? They live. What we do, we hear and we go, nice, oh, I enjoyed it. Hare Krishna. That's it. But we don't live by that. So once a proud person came to Srila Prabhupada and he said, Srila Prabhupada, I have learnt Bhagavad Gita, all the 700 verses, right? Mataji, 700 verses. Am I right? How many verses? Krishna, 700 verses I've learnt. I can recite in one hour if you want, Srila Prabhupada. Do you want to see? <laughs> Prabhupada looked at him. One hour, can you live by the instructions of Shila, uh, Krishna, what he has told you? Can you abide by that for one hour? You can give a big talk or you can recite it in one hour. But one hour, can you follow fully Krishna's instruction? Always thinking, remembering Krishna, can you do that? Then he put down his head. <laughs> we cannot imitate. Yeah? And therefore, When the calamity strike, the real self comes out. That is why through the acharyas, it looks as if they are facing calamities and therefore it strikes us and our real self comes out and a purification happens. In fact, they are not suffering. Yeah? So therefore, the bhakti is always an, like a, a hurdle is there so that to improve. Every time we pass through, we are purified. And then we can appreciate Krishna's love more. Mm -hmm. So, pure devotees undergo turbulations in their life for our sake. So, what we have to do is, we should have a deep love for them, have gratitude for them, and that will help us to follow the teachings. If Prahlad Maharaj did not undergo through this, you know, this uh, tough cruelty, punishment by his father, do we regard Prahlad Maharaj as a Uttamadhikari, exalted devotees? Say, Prahlad Maharaj came, his father said, yes, I know, so I'll take up Krishna conscious. Anyway, I'm going to die. Okay, good. Give me the bead. End of the story. Yeah? Did he do that? Punishment. Haridas Thakur, punishment. So all this, by hearing, we feel deep love. By hearing about Srila Prabhupada, what he did. Deep love. And therefore we follow his instruction. Easier. But if they don't set an example in their life, how can we follow them, you tell me? So therefore, the Lord uses his pure devotees like Srila Prabhupada like Prahlad Maharaj, so that they go through the turbulence in life. And looking at the turbulence, we get affection for them, love for them, gratitude for them. And therefore, what we do? Yes, Krishna conscious is the thing I will take up seriously. 
and that works out to be our purification so that once we purify we go closer to Krishna so all these devotees it doesn't mean that they're suffering externally there's a turbulence internally they're very peaceful Srila Prabhupada very peaceful internally externally it may look someone is scolding someone is writing or fighting you know like Prahlad Maharaj but internally that peace which Krishna has given that happiness cannot be expressed cannot be explained that is a, such is a happiness so happy internally externally turbulences are always there material world it's raining turbulent you know throughout the day we can't avoid it. Few days back, good weather was there. We should not be what they say, fair weather devotee. Something they say, isn't it? That's a slogan, slang. They say, don't become a fair weather devotee. That means, if the weather is good, I'll do chanting. <laughs> Bad, oh, I don't feel like. We can't be like that. So that is why Krishna has followed the system. Okay. Um, I will stop here. So if there is any questions based on the discussions we had. Any mic is there Prabhu? Prabhu, for this question, it's not related, but you know, I'm in a the doorkeepers of the Lord Vishnu, they came down to become Hiranyakashipu and, and like um, those demons. When, because Hiranyakashipu lived lo or, um, like longer, so what did um, uh, the Hiranyaksha do when he was dead? Because he, because they were both were meant to become demons like together. No, I did not address the second part. Yeah, they came and when Hiranya, sorry? When Hiranyakashipu, like he died after um, Hiranyaksha. So like they were meant to be demons together in all their lives. So what was Hiranyaksha doing after he was de dead? Hiranyaksha doing after he is dead? Because they were meant to be like demons in the next, next life. Yes, yes. So you are asking what is the next life, isn't it? Yeah. Next life, what is the next life of uh, Hiranyaksha? Hiranyakashibu. Ravana Kumbhakarna. Prabhupada, I'm asking like, you know, um, there were there were brothers and like brothers. So what is the interim period, what they were doing, is it? Yeah. Okay. Then uh, interim period, the soul may be, uh, this is uh, too technical for me to answer. <laughs> so, the soul is, needs a body, okay? It needs a material body or a spiritual body. The soul cannot be independent on its own. If you go back to Vaikuntha, you're given a spiritual body and it complies with the environment. With the Lord, you can do devotion service. But in the interim, if there is another birth, then the soul can be suspended for some time. Without, it's known as Preta body. The body is known as Preta. Just a temporary body is given till the next destination is decided. So probably based on that idea, uh, pr principle, I'm telling you that he may be under the Preta, yeah, the body, and the next body is distinct, is determined, then the soul takes over that body, yeah? Like interim. Is that okay? Yeah. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Uh, Prabhu, as you mentioned that uh, we should not try to uh, preach to envious person. So, 
how to spot a envious person best on your experience voice, your son will know that right how to how to spot, spot or like because let's say you're going for a book distribution or something like that um we just go anyone uh just we based upon that demeanor or you know is if i am feeling comfortable or in my mind so approach but is it um, but normally any person you know as long as they don't talk we do not know the moment they talk we know from the words their actions mm-hmm. and the behavior no so these are the symptoms external you know the person if you see if i am like this i will no one knows this the hearing catch be oh we are happy but the moment he speaks oh you can see that you know he will be throwing our pralad out of the lap mm-hmm. the next verse is you know he's so angry like yeah. that the moment that comes out through the uh, mouth they can say oh you are a, what is this blah blah like mm-hmm. that or they'll hit someone or mm-hmm. biting the lips hiranyakashipu is going to do that all these are symptoms of a demons you know mm-hmm. so external actions will show their internal mind mm-hmm. it's a replica is is a what you call reflection whatever yeah. you thinking in the mind will come out soon yeah if i'm angry with you sooner or later try severe okay Mm-hmm. don't do that you know i'm going to say that so like that prabhu that is one of the symptoms mm-hmm. and whoever doesn't come to the temple that's another symptom whoever doesn't come to narsingh chaturthi they are a demon <laughs> <laughs> you know like there are these are some other things um, you know so sooner or later one has to come to krishna prabhu otherwise he's a demon no only there are two types of people mm-hmm. devotees and demon devotees always wants to be in the midst of krishna and his devotees demons they always want to be away from devotees yeah also sometime a lot of time i don't feel like uh, practicing krishna consciously does that mean that during that time i am also envious of krishna see there is always two nature in kali yuga mm-hmm. there is two nature in a person the demonic nature and the and devotee nature yeah. every day morning when we wake up we wake up as a demon <laughs> <laughs> we don't feel like chanting we don't yeah. want to do then we have to convert the demon into devotee by i have seen for myself in the night 10 o'clock i'll be a devotee but morning when i wake up again non devotee oh. <laughs> that means i should not sleep <laughs> correct every day every day we wake up as a non devotee only so yeah. therefore shila prabhupada said 16 rounds morning you know the so mind will be turbulent uh, kali yuga see kali yuga you do not have to do anything automatically it happens mm-hmm. <laughs> turbulence yeah because environment is like see you in earthquake can you be stable no where there's earth it will be jumping up and like that you know mm-hmm. you look at a person you get angry why <laughs> me what you know kali yuga mm-hmm. symptoms two people if they come together there will be problem <laughs> husband and wife will know <laughs> sooner or later yeah. so sometimes i don't talk at all yeah. <laughs> my wife approaches my wife sincerely she may approach i may give answer so i said yes yes okay <laughs> then no problem yeah. we are talk something problem yeah <laughs> yes bro. thank you bro Hi Krishna Prabhu beautiful class thank you so much uh, you said that Ranya Kasipu his nature was demon and Prahlad nature was spiritual 
So Renier Kasipu tried his best. He could not do anything to Prahlad Maharaj. So for us also, if the parents are spiritual and the kids are demonic nature, then parents can try their best. There won't be any change. If the child is very demonic or if the parents are very spiritual or opposite way, vice versa. So it's, it, it is Krishna's arrangement, they put them together or anything you can. Over a period of time, we see that in a Krishna conscious triumphs, you know. Truth always wins. So when there is a fight between demonic race and divine race, which one wins? Over a time, it may apparently look that the demons are, if the father is a demon, it looks that he's going to win, but he will lose ultimately. Over a period of time, provided we stick on to Krishna consciousness. Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtan. So, all these conflicts, you know, it is there. To add on to that Kali Yuga, as I said, it is all becoming more. And then sooner or later, the Krishna conscious will win. You know, either the child will make the father devotee or the parent will make the child devotee, you know. But Krishna conscious will win. All these great, great demons we have seen. So, Thank you so much, Prabhu. Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtan. Okay, hey, Sivya. Sivya. Hi, Krishna Prabhuji. Thank you. Be gentle with Prabhuji, you mentioned how Prahlad Maharaj was preaching loudly to his father because he loved him so much. Um, and also, it was Lord Krishna's arrangements to preach through Prahlad Maharaj. But you see, in our case, when we go out for book distribution, we don't we don't love the people who we meet, um, and it's also Krishna's arrangement. So then, how can we preach bold and fearlessly? Whenever you do devotion service, Krishna empowers you to do that activity. If it is a material activity, for example, if I am choosing to paint from blue to red or green to yellow, that is my choice. Krishna, as a devotee, doesn't bother us. But when I am tuned to devotion service in the form of distributing books, in the form of distributing prasadam or distributing holy name, then Krishna's hand is there. So we should think like that. I am doing a service, therefore Krishna is interested. For example, if your parent tells you a work which the parent likes to do, that means they are interested. And over them, it may look to you that they are not attentive to your work. But over a period of time, they are looking at it and they will help you out. Yeah? In similarly, the Lord is also like a parent and He watches. But to, to us, you know, it looks as if, yes, Krishna is not listening, Krishna is a little bit late, and, you know, why is He not super fast, you know. You know, he can do like that we think. It's all mental concoction. But Lord watches. And when the need comes or when the time comes where the help is required by the devotee, then the Lord gives that knowledge. It may be knowledge, it may be courage, it may be peace of mind, or it may be material money also. A devotee may go through a problem, yeah? It is not Krishna helps them out. In case, you know, say there is a problem, you lose a job or something, something else will come and they say, Prabhu, come, I'll got a job, you know, like that. So, it happens. But, uh, but what our mind is so naughty that only the place where the Lord takes more time 
to react, that point the mind will exaggerate. There are instances where immediately the book would have gone, they would have, they would have you know, appreciated you, oh nice girl, how are you, you're doing a wonderful job, that we'll forget. One incident, uh, someone would have, you know, little bit hit her, go, go, I don't want it. That incident, the mind will say, listen, Krishna conscious is rude, you know, do you want to still sell books? Because there's a Hiranyakashipu sitting here. So we want Prahlad Maharaj instruction. Hmm? Wherever there is a problem, you can imagine that small, small, tiny Hiranyakashipu is sitting, yeah? If I don't want to chant, that means one Hiranyakashipu is sitting here. I don't want to hear one Hiranyakashipu is blocking, yeah? So we have to take hold of Prahlad Maharaj instructions. But after all, Krishna definitely loves us and He helps us. But over a period of time, we will know that, yeah? And probably our bhakti may not be so mature, yeah? And you are young also, right? You've got a good way and a long way to go. And so, should. But definitely take courage. The Lord is appreciating everything, okay? And in your age, you're doing... I could not be successful in book distribution. I tried a few times. Once I went to the uh, city and I was... One hour, no one bought it. Then I have to buy myself. And then I gave two books. Because otherwise, what will people think, no? He said, a couple of books have... Because I am also a devotee. So I could do... But you are selling. Good. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Any other questions? Oh, thank you. Okay, we'll stop here. Uh, Krishna. Yeah. Be, be, be kind on me, Krishna. <laughs> Rosie, you were saying that when... Somebody appreciates us, we usually tend to forget it, but when somebody revolts on us, we keep on remembering it and end up trying to plan revenge on him. But then in the midst of that rage, how do we program our mind not to think bad of him, but take this as like a learning opportunity and a test from Krishna? So the scriptures tell us that if someone is Lower than us in spiritual life, we have to encourage them. We have to be kind to them, yeah, compassionate to them. But if we should know our power, right, and our enemy's power as well. So when someone is equal, you make friends with them. And when someone you feel that they are elder to you, in not only in terms of age, in terms of the maturity of Krishna consciousness, then what do you do? You respect them and take instruction from them. Yeah? So in this category, I don't know which one uh, it falls under you. Maybe the person you know, who is elder to you, or is, they would have given you instruction. That one you have to follow. And if you don't follow, means your mind's problem. The mind will say, this guy is telling me, what does he think? You know? Like that. So, understanding. You know? Okay. Uh, Prabhu? Yes, Prabhu. Thank you very much like that. You know? And then, yeah. Because mind can do anything, Krishna. You know that, no? It is the worst number one enemy. We are looking for enemy outside. Are you my enemy? Are you my enemy? But the mind, <laughs> when you open and see, oh, the enemy is inside. Krishna says in the chapter 3, the enemy has occupied, Srila Prabhupada has occupied all the strategic positions within the body. What is that? Enemy has occupied. What is that? One is the mind, intelligence and senses. All the senses, it has occupied. And the mind it has occupied, intelligence occupied. 
So the enemy has occupied all the strategic positions. And Krishna says at the end of the third chapter, therefore, that only with the spiritual intelligence you can control the material mind, material intelligence, and what are the senses? Only with spiritual intelligence. He says, deliberate on spiritual intelligence. With no other intelligence can control your mind, senses, and intelligence. And therefore, in the fourth chapter, Krishna talks about transcendental knowledge. After giving that, he says, fourth chapter, Lord talks about the, the, what is the transcendental knowledge? The knowledge about Krishna is appearance. That is the highest knowledge. That is the, anything you know about Krishna is the transcendental highest knowledge, and that will relieve you of your contaminated mind, senses, intelligence. Okay, we'll stop here. I could see that all of you are tired, you know. Thank you very much for the patience. Thank you very much. Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavadam Ki Jai. Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Ke. Nitha 